Guys, we're back. The DBP is back. I've never called it that in my life. I insist that you don't call it that. Where have I been? I feel like I do a where have I been one once a year because I disappear for a minute. Well, I had grand designs of doing video. I was going to wait for Corona to blow over. I was just going to be like, you know, I'll build a studio. When bands are in town, I'll grab a member of the band, treat it like press. We'll do a nice video podcast. It'll be really cool. And this Corona just didn't go away. So here I am. If you're watching this on NotFest.com, this is a video. I don't intend on doing video just yet, but you'll see why this episode is a video when I get on to my guest. But yeah, I there's a bit of a gap between this episode and the Jordan Fish episode because I had a few guests cancel. I had a few guests get cancelled. I had a few guests where I just don't want to talk about the coronavirus. So I've really been looking for a series of guests that have other hobbies which I find interesting and which I think you would find interesting. So luckily we have a few in tow for the next few episodes some good chats hopefully um there's no merch left thanks for everyone that bought and is buying merch uh there will be merch on the 30th of september very limited drop i think there's 50 of each item and there's quite a few items like a camo jacket and stuff i'm not going to try and sell you stuff on my first episode back from a little break I say break like it was like a holiday. It was the opposite of a holiday. It was a holiday. Okay. Um, my guest this week is Matt Hafey. Yes, it's Hafey. It's not Hafey. He is the singer and guitarist of popular metal band Trivium. But more importantly, more importantly in this climate, he is the king of streaming. Trivium did a, I would say, the first professional live-streamed show during all this with a huge venue, big production budget. I think they got like 10,000 people who physically bought tickets to an internet show, which is sick, trailblazing stuff. He also has a Twitch channel, which if you don't know, Twitch is like your own TV show. um, Where people stream them just chatting, it's all live them just chatting, them playing video games, there Matt does a lot of him playing guitar. I've got one, twitch.tv slash Renlord, R-E-Y-N-L-O-R-D. Doesn't spell anything, I'm afraid, like the down B-E dot A-T. But I've got one, I play a bit of drums, I make some coffee, I play some video games. Um, Matt has... I think at the time of talking to him, he had like 3,000 subscribers. During this pandemic, a lot of musicians have turned to Twitch to try and make some money because no gigs are happening. If you don't play gigs, you can't sell merch gigs. It's a real fuck show. And I made that word up. So, yeah, I basically got him on the phone, on the Zoom actually, because you're going to be able to watch this, guys. And he talked me through his Twitch rig. I basically stole his ideas. Um, We talked a lot about Japanese culture. He's got a cool solo project. We talked a little bit about tattoos. It was really good. He was a really nice guy. Um, 
didn't know what to expect because I don't really know him, but it really helped me out with the whole Twitch thing. Obviously, subscribe to his Twitch. Also, subscribe to mine, please. I need money, guys. And, um, yeah, he filmed the whole thing for his Twitch. It went up live on his Twitch. And as a result, I have the video. So if you're watching this on notfest.com, you will be able to see me right now. I should have said that the other way around. If you are listening to this on your favorite podcast platform, there is a video version available. The quality on the video will not be that good because I didn't know how to set my side of things up. Uh, but that was part of the reason for talking to Matt was to figure out my setup to do more of these in the future. Keep that quality real high. It's Matt Heafy. Oh my God, it's Matt Heafy. Even I did it on the Downbeat Podcast. Hello, Matt. Good to see you, man. How are you? I'm very good. Now, I need to ask you an embarrassing question, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. is, how do I pronounce your second name? Because I thought I had it right, and then I've seen that you pronounce it differently. Everyone always says Heafy. I never correct them. It's actually Heafy. I was saying it on my Twitch this morning. I was saying I've got Matt Heafy on the downbeat right. this week, Nailed and we're it. doing it live. Yeah. And everyone was like, it's Heafy. And I was like, I'm pretty sure it's not. You nailed it. Nailed it. I, I have tricky names. Uh, Kichi's tricky. Um, but Heifey, people have basically been saying Heifey since since the beginning of time. So I just don't mess with it. But it's it's initially or originally an Irish name. I believe it was O'Heifey at Ellis Island. It was O apostrophe H-A-E-F-E-Y. Then they switched it around to H-E-A-F-Y and lost the O. So yeah, there's a bit of Irish in there. Mm-hmm. 33%. Um, my beard is actually red when it comes in. So what do you do to it to make it just a diet? No, no, no. You'll, you'll see. It'll get redder as we go. Um, not, not oh, I thought we, we, were already, we were <laughs> already on to like clickbait. Matt Hafey dies beard. Um, you're, a stream, you're a streaming god. Uh, nah. You're the god of streaming. I, I, do, what I, I do what I can. I'm, I'm a novice. I'm just an adventurer. I mean, a wanderer. I I started streaming because you know what this is like right now. Who knows what's happening? So I was like, right, okay. Time to grow up. I mean, grow down. I'm going to do a Twitch. And then I went on Streamlabs because I gathered that's how I needed to do this. And your face popped up immediately. <laughs> and I was sorry like, about oh, that. <laughs> oh, big deal. Can't escape me. Can't escape me. Uh, so this yeah. is the first... Sorry, I, I, you carry on. No, no you, you go. You go. I, I didn't have it. anything. It sounded like I had something. I, ready, this isn't, I didn't have anything This isn't the, le- the least professional podcast ever to be at the level it is so there'll be plenty of You're rubbish oh i was gonna say speaker already so it's it's already doing well so that's the queen the queen taught me everything i know <laughs> um this is a first for the downbeat because i've never done it live mm. i don't usually edit anything mm-hmm. um but this is a first i've never done it live i've never done it on someone else's thing so if anyone on your channel doesn't know what it is the downbeat is a music podcast and I talk to people like Matt here about whatever. And currently, I'm going through a little like Corona crisis where I was doing podcast episodes every other week for two years, pretty much, and with with gaps when I was touring or whatever. 
But then Corona happened and I did a few of like, you know, I'll talk to a few people in bands like how it's affecting them. And then it just became the most depressing part of my life ever. Like, oh, I have to talk for two hours about how none of us know anything. The uncertainty, no one has any answers. So I, had, I took a load of time off. You're actually my first one back because I feel like... We, we have more to talk about than just, when do you think gigs will come back? I've got no idea. Oh, me neither. <laughs> yep, because I, I will trivia and bring a killing little, it. Hopefully I'll bring a little light to that, bring a little happiness to that. Because yeah, it, it, is, it is a weird, weird, weird time as we know. But I, I've been trying to turn, wait, what's the phrase? Making lemonade out of lemons? Lemons and lemonade? Something like that. That's an old... American phrase, making yeah. lemon lemonade yeah, out of lemons there, brother. That's all we're doing here. <laughs> you are making so much lemonade right now. How many to, how many Twitch Twitch followers have you got? Uh, followers, let me check. Just a second. As if you don't know, as if you don't check every day. Uh, right now, 172,482 followers, 3,408 oh subs, 6,043,323 views. All right, take all of that and but, divide it by 100, and then that's almost exactly my figures. The thing I've been telling everybody, view count is irrelevant. Sub, uh, follower count is irrelevant. View count is relevant. Community first, then the sub count is what's important. And it's about bringing your audience of your already well-established band and podcast to your channel. That's what I've told everybody because it's not like I started streaming on Twitch and people that were watching Shroud Dakotas and Ninja were like, hey, I'm going to start watching this guy that plays metal. It was me for three years explaining to the Trivium fans around the world that I'm streaming on Twitch. And it took really up until the world shut down for everyone to go. Finally, I'm going to look at this thing Matt has been talking about for three years because that's what I did. Yeah, there's there's a lot of people that are starting streaming now like a lot of band guys are like matt like how do i get the follower count up how do i get the view count up i'm like man this stuff it's just like getting in a van for the first time it is the equivalent of getting in a van and starting to go on tour and hopefully that you're able to build it up um i've stuck to five days a week 365 days a year off tour since i started about four years ago and i've done seven days a week on tour as of that four years ago so i'm like five to seven days a week for the last four years so wait five days a week what are you doing on christmas you got a christmas stream um got a if christmas i can stream? if it's on if it's on a monday through friday i'm gonna try to make sure i hit that to keep the consistency in the schedule and i learned oh that from God, the, the from the pro streamers like um my, i'm good friends with dakotas who's one of my favorite twitch streamers and he is well known for being like an incredible Fortnite player he always says because he's humble he's always like i'm not as good as the pros i'm not as good as these a lot of younger kids coming out but i always tell him i'm like that may be the case because i'm not the best guitar player singer i'm not in the best band i'm not the best this or this or this but it's all about being the proper entertainer host whatever it is that like create that community that your people want to be in same thing you've got with your cast same thing you've got like that kind of thing that's the most important thing so i started streaming on twitch and I kept trying to bring Trivium fans over. But as you've seen, it's really hard to port fans. It's very hard to bring them from one thing they're used to to another. And it's still hard. I mean, our show that we did, the Alaire Distant Mirror paid for show, was a huge risk. And we were watching ticket numbers. We're like, because we spent a ton of money to put that on. Um, we built the staging. We hired Muse's staging producer, hired videographers, brought in like a 20-person crew, flew all these people in while keeping like quarantine regulations going. 
And we're like, if this doesn't hit a certain number, we're already losing money. We're going to lose so much more. So that was a massive risk. Um, but I think that that went well because of this whole Twitch thing that we've had, because we've been existing in this ecosystem for four-ish years. We have been streaming. So I started streaming almost four years ago. Three thirteen seventeen is when I started streaming on Twitch. It's like five to 20 people at any time. And it took... As if you remember that day exactly. I, I had to check it the other day. That's the only reason why I know. I'm really bad with numbers. It's but six I, days before my birthday. So really? Just, just so you... <laughs> awesome. Well, I'll get a birthday stream in there. Come on. I remember that one. Um, but I, I would stream on the PS4 webcam 20 minutes a day, not really understand what chat is, not really understand what Twitch is, have an iPad up there and kind of talk to people sometimes. Um, we were going through San Francisco about like six months or so after that. And I was invited to Twitch HQ by these two people, John and Brandon, who are two of my closest friends in the world now. I didn't know they were fans, but they later told me that they were fans of the band. They lent me this thing called the Gun Run IRL backpack. It's basically four hotspots, a battery pack, a live view, which is a streaming device, an HD camera. They're all rigged together in a backpack. And we started streaming our shows from there. And I said, man, this is really cool. I love this. I love streaming. I love streaming so much. I can't do it as much as I'd like to because I have to practice two to six hours a day, five days a week because I blew my voice out. And I want to make sure I'm very compulsive and regimented. I like to keep everything at top peak form. I think of it more like an athlete. Um, I've never been an athlete, like a, not a professional athlete. I do jiu-jitsu and stuff. But I wanted to make sure I kept myself at peak form for what I do. So at any moment, I have to make a record or tour. I'm ready to go. Brandon looks at me and says, why don't you stream that? And I said, Brandon, no one wants to watch me play Trivium songs every single day, day in and day out. He's like, I bet you they do. And so from that moment is when the channel started shifting. I went from like five to 20 viewers to like 150 to 200 viewers. Like, oh, this is incredible. I've, I've made it on this thing. And just steadily going on that, we started streaming every single Trivium show. We still do. So basically from the moment I got that backpack, that was the arch, that was a Trivium arch enemy while she sleeps for Fernand's Hopsy USA tour. From that moment, we have streamed every single Trivium show for free, every single sound check, every single warm up. Like I said, seven days a week when I'm on tour, five days a week when I'm off tour. Um, and it was when quarantine happened that all of a sudden the numbers went extremely high because people were home and they wanted a place to be. And I look at our channel as the pub, the coffee shop, the brunch place, uh, the church, the therapist's office, the gym, the punching bag, the shoulder crying, whatever it is for the people that are here, that's what this is. You are making this the easiest podcast I've ever done because you've answered like maybe 10 of my questions in what you can tell that you are used to like public speaking <laughs> every single day no this is fantastic i'm doing nothing i'm not even at work i'm on vacation now like i tip my hat thank you everything was just like blah, 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 blah. so now i need to double back on what you have said and what you haven't said so hang on is there two separate twitches there's a trivium twitch and there's a you twitch or is it all you we've discussed that a lot and since i've kind of become like the music ambassador guy for twitch I've had I, I've learned it from living in it. I've learned it from talking a lot with John and Brandon and with Jimmy and Ray, my, my two newer friends from Twitch. And what I've determined is if you're going to have a band Twitch, it needs to be well populated with content. You need to be going live at least three to five times a week. The hard thing with Twitch is Twitch is about creating a community between viewer, viewers and streamer, a.k.a. host. So when it's a band sometimes people are used to like one specific host and it's constantly rotating the content is, is varying like that or it's inconsistent it becomes difficult so we've wrestled a lot with it but i think what we're going to do is because simply because i did it i started it first all four of us in the band actually all have twitches now i think Corey's going to try his first stream on friday paulo started a couple months ago and alex started around two years ago um 
we're always going to keep it on my channel. Like we just did a show last weekend. It was last Saturday. It was a free show. After our paid show, we did like 12,000 paid. And this free show we did on Saturday was 20,000 viewed. So there's 20,000 people there during the show. Um, but what we're going to do, anytime we do a free Twitch show off the backpack or something like that, it's going to be on my channel simply because it pushes the alerts out to the most amount of followers. But whenever those are going yeah. on, I constantly, during the show Saturday, I kept saying, don't sub to my channel. Don't donate here. Don't do anything to my channel. Instead, support all the Trivium links below. And so we're really pushing Trivium merch, Trivium donations, our Trivium charity, and following the other members. So I make sure that when my other band members are on quote my channel it becomes the trivium channel but to have a band channel and to only do like a thing a month it's difficult for the twitch thing like twitch ecosystem it'd be better to go on a pay-per-view site or something like that um as opposed to twitch because twitch is about that consistency it's about schedule it's more like having your own tv channel it's if you can only go live three times a week and it's an hour a day, that's fine, but keep that consistency so people know what to expect. And that's why I keep 9 a.m. and 3 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday, no matter what, I keep those going. And if it's not gonna happen, I let people know. Or if I've got something else fantastic like we're doing right now, I try to incorporate those into what I'm doing to keep the schedule going. So you're pretty meticulous with your, I mean, I, I know you are because we tried to sort this out months ago and you said, oh, I can do a September. And I was like, what the fuck is this guy doing for two months and you in saw. a lockdown? And there you go. You're just doing a million things. So you've got a meticulous schedule twice a day. If anyone, there will be people listening to this. Like you were saying, um, it's really hard to bring people I mean, for you now, it's not. But to bring people over from A, the band, or B, the podcast, to my Twitch has been difficult. I've been planning on doing all the downbeats like this on should, Twitch. I will, but I need the quality to be, without sounding like competitive, it needs to be better than every other person doing it. Um, and that, I don't good, have the funds I to do that yet. I respect so the I'm waiting. hell out of that attitude. Because like, I feel like... You know, with the music, music world, with making music, with being in a band, I've always thought it was very like bringing everyone up together. But anytime we go with one of our favorite bands, like if we're opening for Iron Maiden or playing a festival with Metallica, we have to be better than them. Like that's in my head. And that's yeah, the way it should be. The- and that's why I think when we first came out, we were so jarring to the people that didn't like us. People that liked us were like, all right, these guys are confident. This is rad. But the bands that didn't like us and see these 18-year-olds coming out saying, we're going to be the next biggest band in the world. I think that's why we were hated for so many years in the States. UK, it was only love for us until the third record came out. Then it was only hate from the press world. But I respect the hell of the fact that you said that. And I love that you said that you need to make yours the best. And I think you can, though. So, like, I, 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 one of the pieces of advice I've been giving people with Twitch streaming is don't wait till you have the rig built up. Just do it. Just start immediately. Like I was, Corey is currently building his rig up and I've been helping and pushing him along to, to start quicker than later. But if you have to do it on your phone, that's fine because people are home right now. And I, I think that it's, I want it. I want it, it to be right. When it comes out, I want it to be like, Oh my God, is this a Chris Nolan movie? It's the downbeat <laughs> podcast on Twitch. That's where I want it to be because everyone else, it's happened during this lockdown and it's cool. I love it because I listen to a lot of them, but everyone is starting Twitch and everyone is starting a podcast. And so my two options to differentiate myself was do I lower the amount of episodes and increase the quality of guests, which I started doing. No offense to anyone else, but like the last episode before you was Jordan from Bremen Horizon. Like that we've got big big names or do i go video 
and double down and do all the like metalcore drummers that people want want but aren't like the big names so i was like the only way i can do that is if the quality looks so good so i was like i'll just wait until corona clears up and what i'll do i'll build a studio i currently live in glasgow which is a a market town i will build a studio close to all the venues and i'll just do it in person every episode and i'll do you know five times a week because there'll always be a show on and then corona really kicked off and now i'm like okay i'll just do the high quality guests and then there's just so many podcasts out there that i'm like i need to straddle somewhere between the two so i'm basically finding my footing of like okay i need to start this video thing soon but it still needs to look and feel and the next step above everyone else not from like a competitive point of view but just to put to put myself away from everyone so i get the viewers so people are into it so i'm in this constant what do i do so one of the reasons i wanted to have you on i wanted to have you on ages ago anyway because i think you posted that uh you like the new stray album i love your band i absolutely love your band (laughs) that's so cool to hear so and then i i think i hit you up immediately then but then with the whole twitch thing and me wanting to figure it out i was like now i really need him on because i need to chew his ears off I, I think for your dilemma, I, I, it is it is a it's an interesting dilemma and it's a puzzling dilemma. But I think while you are building the quality of your stuff up, you may as well have the camera on. You may as well be entertaining people while you're doing that because everyone's home and we don't know how long this is going to go. I keep seeing like I live in one of the worst states for covid. Um, it just people keep screwing up here. And I live in one of the worst countries for it as well. People keep screwing up here. Um, so I, I imagine this might take another minute. I'm not saying it's, this is not a doomsday scenario, but it could take another minute. So it's good to improvise. And that's what I've been telling a couple of people. Um, one of my good friends, Jared Dines, big YouTuber, he months and months, months back, he's like, I want to start streaming on Twitch more. He's like, what do I do? I was like, you just have to start. I was like, even the quality isn't quite there where you imagine it, build that schedule, build the community, and you can have those streams going, have your your camera phone back here while you're building your rig and you're talking to be like, man, this sure sucks building my stuff up, but having it going like while I'm building rigs or testing tones or learning how to record, like I didn't know how to do mic placements or high cut, low cut EQs on guitars, or I haven't messed with vintage gear in years, but I started doing all that stuff while the cameras were on. So the channel, some of them loved it. Some of them thought it was boring, but I have it still going. So you've got that consistency. And as far as guests go, I think as long as you're doing what you love, if you love to talk to a certain kind of instrumentalist of a band or a certain band or a certain genre of a band, whether big or little or middle or medium size, as long as you love it, your viewers are going to love it. Like they want to see something that you authentically enjoy doing. And that's at least as far as Twitch goes, I, I, I would say, because like there are a lot of streamers and streams out there because I think musicians are coming in here, maybe looking at it more so from the music angle, but I think it's important to, to understand Twitch culture, getting into it. Like the normal Twitch streamers days are five to seven days a week, eight to 12 hours a day is how long these dudes stream. And some of these guys are tied to a specific video game only. There are some streamers that cannot leave Fortnite because if they stop streaming Fortnite, all their viewers go away. And that's their living. That's 100% of their living, playing specifically one game. Um, then there are some that people come there for the hosts themselves and don't, don't really mind what game it is as long as they love it. For me, 
It's interesting because um, a lot of people, anytime I get the question about Twitch and people are like, oh, so Matt, you do that video game streaming thing and it's very successful, right? It means they haven't looked really at it at all because 75 to 95% of the time I'm playing Trivium songs for Trivium fans. And then when I play yeah. games is when I watch it, the viewer count drop off. And if I'm trying to hammer myself with a game that I'm not having fun with, it trails off even further. But if I'm having a good time with it and they can tell I'm enjoying it or it's funny or fun, then you can see through my loving of something, they'll be in the same thing. So same, I feel the same thing for what you'd be doing and i think since we don't know how long it's gonna be till we can get people in person this is sort of the reality but i do agree with you that we're just seeing more and more and more of people talking and what is the difference how do we make it different and that's what we said to ourselves coming up to the show on saturday we said all right we did a probably one of the more successful paid for metal live streams how do we do a free live stream different from what other people are doing because for our, for our pay for one we looked at what people were doing we saw it was a lot of like kind of like the quality of the backpack stuff that we've been streaming for free for years. So we're like, all right, we understand that's the necessity at some point for some people, yeah. but how are we going to make it different? And that's why we hired Muse's stage director, built staging, had time code videos. It was crazy. Like, yeah, we spared, that was extremely expensive to put together while we were not making money. So that was, that was pretty scary to do. And then for this free show, we're like, all right, how are we going to change it up again? And the reason we always like to rebel against or do everything different than we just did or what everyone else is doing. All right. So we just did a pay for crazy thing that people haven't really been putting that level of what's the opposite. Let's do a free one off the backpack and let's actually treat this like a home stream. So each of us on our mic stands had the Twitch chat in our phone. So we're actually talking and have like I've got emotes in my channel, crowd surfing, stage diving, mosh pits, like stuff like that. It actually felt That's more sick. like a real show than anything I've done since this entire thing has happened because we're able to watch 20,000 people doing all, it was like a festival, but modern. And I feel like they felt the same thing. So it was almost like this, this home stream setup, but with my band at our like dingy DIY practice place. So it's constantly just figuring out because there's no like set rules, even with my, my setup coming up with a setup there were no guidebooks i had no one to consult with on what to do and i just put it together myself like my rig probably a little more complex than it needs to be but i'm feeding all the audio sources into a macbook pro the macbook pro is acting as a mixer so it's set up like a live dvd then that gets fed into a pc so all my audio is fed in through that just through an aux just um, like an auxiliary out what the key is and you don't have to do this like i'm this is just like like the more advanced thing i randomly figured out my mac has an audio interface an element 46 so all the audio runs into that physical mixer into the mac then that physical mixer shoots an xlr left and right into another audio input that's running off the pc so it's all about two Got pcs it. and two audio units is kind of the the way to make this setup work. But our bass player, he runs everything off a of MacBook Pro. Like everything goes into I mean, I'm running the most, I've got a tailback and remember everything I've got to say. Uh, but very quickly, I'm running the most ghetto Twitch setup ever. Everyone told me you will not be able to do it on a dual core MacBook Pro from 2013. And I was like, well, I don't have the budget to not do that. So I managed to figure it out and I managed to get That's it to good. work. And when Man. I'm doing it, I have overlays and you just gotta now do we don't what have works. any crashes. Especially now. Like now we're able to buy more stuff. Like when things were impossible to get groceries, cameras, live stream equipment. Like I think it created this interesting DIY vortex to see what people can put together. And I don't think anyone will fault you for not having a better setup than anyone else or different video quality than anyone else. People just, especially your fans, your, your fans are incredibly devoted to your band. It's about bringing them over like, Hey, do you want to know this next layer of getting to know me and what it takes behind the scenes as I get ready for tours or making records? So how, like, 
two things. One, what exactly what you said about when you when you're just playing guitar or when you're talking or when you're doing a video game completely mirrors obviously at a lower level what I've found with my I've only been streaming for about a month, but I do three different things. I either play the drums and I have a Yamaha EAD10 which allows USB out. So my streams, my drum streams have amazing audio. Nobody cares about those. This probably says more about me as the reason my podcast is more successful than my drumming. Uh, no one cares about the drum streams. I do a coffee club at like 2 p.m. BST almost every day where I just make a coffee and I talk to people and Arnie's in the background. That gets the most views. And then when I play video games, it gets even less than the drums here's here's my question when you're doing the drum stuff are you actively and like what are you playing are you talking to your chat hey what do you want to hear today like what stray songs do you want me to play to or is it just live drums in a room i try and honestly people just don't even talk in those streams you have to you have to coach them along a little bit especially if it's your fans that are coming over to twitch that don't understand the twitch ecosystem like you have to teach them a little bit about what it is and it's it's right. about that engagement, that back and forth thing. Like if I'm recording music, it tails off, it trails off, because it's not it's me focusing in on something else. Same thing with you're not being uh, entertaining. You're yeah, and you don't have to be. It's, it's all about being yourself too. Like you don't have to be silly or animated or anything extra. But like the thing, the thing that does the best on my channel at home is the thing we start off every stream with. I ask the subscribers, I ask the viewers, what's our set list of the day and I just pick stuff off our nine records randomly as they come in and I play them. Um, so perhaps That's with the, cool. yeah, perhaps with the drumming stuff that you're doing, maybe you're, which is fine. Maybe you're picking more. So what you want to play, which is good too. Sometimes you should do that, but ask your channel. What do you want to hear? Um, our drummer, you're Alex, absolutely right. Our drummer, Alex, he's, I've taught him this stuff. I've kind of brought him up with this and his drum streams actually do better than the other things he does. So it's kind of a flip, but I think he must be doing the same thing. He must be doing that. Our right, subscribers, what do you want to hear today? And he'll go from there. He's also better than me at the drums. So it took us, help. it took us t 19 years of playing in and existing in Trivium to discover Alex Bent. It took us 19 years to discover this man. So it, it took. I remember him from Instagram back in the day. I can't even remember what band he was Brain in. Like, Brain Drill, archaic. Brain Drill. Yes. Yeah. And he was like super fast. Yes. That's the name. And he was like a kid. How old is he now? He's like, chat will know better than me. He's like 25, 26. Okay. So how old were you? Ascendancy. Ascendancy was the first one. Was that the first? The first, second, the big that was one. Second, second. Um, I was eighteen, but I joined Trivium when I was thirteen, and he started playing metal drums when he was like eight or nine. I had him on my. I have a podcast too. I had him on mine, and I was learning about his backstory as well. And he What's said, "What's your podcast? Plug, uh, plug, G plug." GLHF with Matt Hafey. It's kind of a vodcast. Good luck, have fun, gamer lingo. GLHF with Matt Hafey, and that's on my Twitch. I do it exactly like this, except. Let's, so let's say if we were doing this on mine, I would just save the video and I would upload this to YouTube. But my YouTube views are super, super low. Like for me, it's all it's all live in the moment for Twitch. But yeah, Alex is a monster. I remember seeing that that brain drill YouTube video as well, where he's like alternating blast that hands. Was the one. And when I saw that, I was like, this is the guy. Because when I presented to my band, hey guys, we gotta do this again. They're like, we're dead if we switch drummers again. I was like, I understand that. I was like, but we're dead it if we don't. It was a big thing. And I was like, we're dead if we don't. And Alex is 
Alex is so incredible of a person, a drummer, musician. Um, and I asked, I asked during the live show for allowed to announce it. And we were, we're helping him. We're, we're moving him and his wife and his animals all the way back to Orlando. We're like, we want you here. So we're moving them out of Modesto, bringing them here. Uh, thanks to that live stream. Thanks to what we've been doing and kind of scrounging up. We're, we're buying a decommissioned airplane hanger and turning it into Trivium HQ. So in this thing, it's a giant airplane hanger. We're going to, when money is flush, we could do different phases, but phase one, we're closing in 1500 square feet of it. It's going to have living spaces, kitchen, bathroom, laundry, all this stuff that actually our security guard is going to pay rent to us to live there while we have our stream HQ in the middle of it. We're going to have our streaming PCs. We're going to stream free shows like we did the other day. We're going to stream high quality shows actually down from the main part of the hangar. We're going to keep all our staging down there. We'll bring in lights. We'll rent in camera crews and have all that stuff come in there in the main part of the hangar. So if this is still going on during up and through a year or so from now, we'll be able to keep doing things. And so Alex, oh my do, God. Alex will stream from there. He'll do his Skype lessons from there. We're going to build a recording studio below that. And then the main part of the hangar is where the staging, the drum riser, the trussing, all that stuff's going to go. So you're like chill throughout this because let me tell you, my mental health is absolute dog shit because <laughs> like I don't have this like I don't have an airplane hanger. We Matt, had okay? to. We have uh, been. Trivium has <laughs> never. I, I know at every band's at different different phases, but Trivium has never taken a raise from the moment we became cash positive. From the moment we're like, all right, we're finally actually able to pay ourselves a little bit. We did not take a raise up until about a year ago, and it was purely for a health insurance stipend because everyone knows American health insurance is the best because it's the cheapest, oh. right? No. So that was the only time we've ever given ourselves a raise for American health, American health insurance. And for this hangar, we had been saving our asses off, saving everything. And and we're like, if this live show goes bad, we're in a lot of trouble. But if it goes well, we have a down payment. And so with the down payment, we hit up our business managers. We're like, can you help us find a small business association loan? Can we see if this is going to work? And basically with that down payment, with this, with the seller slash owner being my cousin-in-law, my wife's, my wife's cousin. We Wait, you're not money laundering. This sounds no. pretty money and laundering. It's not, it's not a 740. <laughs> it's not a 747 hanger. It's not a uh, my it's, cousin. It's technically in my cousin's name. It's, so. it's a it's a it's a, it's, a, it's a prop jet hanger. So it's not a giant one. Um, but our plan is like if we can make this happen, then we can keep other things going. Because with touring gone, with merch sales gone, as you know this, we all know this. We just said, what are the other ways we can keep this moving? And since Man, you could rent been, it out to other bands as well for we shows, can have, we can have game con festivals there. We can have different bands play there. We can do all sorts of stuff. Um, and that thing, the idea is that we will hold events there. I mean, we've got records that people would love to hear from start to finish for, for a pay for show, ascendancy, start to finish Shogun start to finish and wave start to finish things like that will be pay for shows like we did all our distant mirror. And then we'll and do you can take like, risks. You could take bigger risks on the set list. Like that's a risk. Like you go and play a show and it's like, Oh, we're going to play this album back to front. Like the risk there is you've got people that don't like that album. Don't go. Exactly. But you could take crazy risks like that yep. because they don't, they don't have to go. Yep. They can go to the next one. Yep. So we've just, oh, we've I just wish been, I was you. No, nah, don't say that. Don't say you could figure your thing <laughs> out. You could figure your thing out, man. Like for us, we had to just, carefully save and plot and plan and this was in the back of our mind because we looked at like all right this is how much we're paying for rent at a place that we don't like to be at this is how much we pay for a record now how much are we going to save owning this stuff putting that record advance into this hangar back into itself instead so it's it's moments like that that we had been 
all right, it's in the back of our mind. We need an HQ. We need something cool. And with this streaming experiment lifestyle change that I've been doing with the band for the last four years, we're like, all right, this is, we understand this. And the only reason why we understand this is because we've been living in it. Same thing with like being in a band, same thing with being in a metal band, a metalcore band, a hardcore band. Like you understand it from living it and there's no like fast track to getting it. But I do believe that everyone can find their different things. Now, I, I know that, you know, it seems like a leg up with the hanger. But it's something that we've been. I'm not saying it's a leg up. I'm saying you're very clever, and you've you're going to have an advantage above everyone else because you are smart enough to do it and ahead of the curve. And no way. I hope you're not thinking no, I'm no, saying no, 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 you're no, so no, lucky. No, I'm not say from you, you fucking but, worked for it. But I do think other people will be like, oh man, if I can only have this. But I believe that everyone can make their version of it. Like if everyone's band's got a practice place you gotta have a practice place you figure out how to make it happen you wire up fire fiber internet there you bring a laptop and a camera you start there or you stream off your phone you start there and you figure out and use one of these pay-per-view like uh sites because i mean so many things now are offering really really low royalties because they all want to get their foot in the door there's like 30 companies now out there um so it's whatever it is it's figuring that out um and it's it's i do actually have a pretty big practice place there you I go. Think about it. No, I'm thinking about it. Stray shows from there. Are are you guys all in different? Uh, no, see, that, yeah. this is the problem. <laughs> is that we have me. I'm in Glasgow, Scotland, right now. We have Tom is in Nashville. Drew is currently in France. And we don't know if he's going to stay in France or if he can go back to the country. His girlfriend's from France, and he's there. And then. Dragon Neck is, and for anyone that doesn't know my band, our bassist is called Dragon Neck because he has a tattoo of a crow on his neck, which someone once mistook for a dragon, and it just <laughs> stuck. Uh, and he's in New Jersey. So currently, we couldn't do any kind of live streaming whatsoever. But me personally, I could do things. Um, I, so I want to, before I forget, and I'm going to ask this, and if you can't tell me because of for whatever reason, it doesn't matter. But... So let's just talk. This will be boring for everyone else but me. If I was doing this on Twitch live with the downbeat and I wanted your video, you there, this man with this this microphone, but also me and this microphone, how the fuck do I do that? Can you, do you have your phone on you? Can you tune into my channel while we're here right now? And I'll explain out all the rabbit. I'm using my phone for this interview. Okay, no worries. Let me see how I can explain. I have okay. other phones. No worries. I, so, have, I have a burner phone. So, you know. But this quality is very saying. good, by the way. This quality is very good, by the way, that you're on. So what I'm doing, what you're seeing me out of on this Zoom call is yeah. my fret cam. Meaning, okay. I'm usually back here. My microphone is set here. That's getting my fretboard. So to do this, because I was explaining this to Brandon from Atreyu as well. He was asking me the same question. What my chat is seeing is a completely different camera. They're seeing this camera, a much higher quality okay. camera. Um, you generally will need a multi-camera setup for you to be able to do exactly what I'm doing. Because they're So they're seeing me here. You're seeing me here. They're not seeing this one at all. This is purely just for when I'm doing these things. Um, so you'd need at least a two-camera setup to make this happen. What it would be is in your Streamlabs OBS, you would have your Twitch feed camera captured there. And in here, the way everyone's seeing your face, I don't think I can angle this enough. Oh, I can. Okay. So here's what it looks like for me. So there's my audio stuff there's my voice making okay. sure it's recording 
this Fantastic. is all being fed like so my amps uh, so i've got two microphones on my amp cab iso cab my vocal mic with some studio gear that goes into here gets fed into here this thing xlrs out into this thing that thing okay. is my pc's main audio unit you don't have to do that but what you right. do need to i do have one of those that's fine is the two two setups so the the way everyone's seeing your face what they're seeing is just a display capture that's all they're seeing and all they're okay. seeing is i'm just dis, i'm display capturing this so if i exit full screen so where um, is that from um let me show you so so right now i'm on my speed test website and now you can see your face is gone i feel so like i'm in I'm, the matrix right now yeah. so all i'm doing is i'm display capturing this entire display right here and all i did was line your face up here onto the spot here that's it so it's it's not even like a special application all it is a display capture so if i was on another website that's all it is okay so how am i hearing your beautiful microphone mm -hmm. okay so the audio of all of this feeds into the stream pc so the stream pc is hearing everything we're talking about right here so this is and this then your PC. output on zoom is or is that is this that's I what's outputting this. to me so you can select the output of an audio for zoom call and also feed it to Streamlabs. however you cannot do that with video i wish you could but apparently the video it can only be one thing at a time and that's why i do this different camera because i've had people go matt how come the video quality looks so different than when i'm talking to you on, a, on like a zoom vodcast chat like because it's a completely different source the only thing this is for now is for you to see me it's me that's it and then okay everyone else is so i far need better quality you need two cameras uh, and they could be um so, they could be this one uh logitech c22 this is like kind of this is a baby monitor by the way wrapped in black cable cover uh this so this is c922 this is my and that's the one that's just for the other person right this one so normally my stream looks like this Normally it's triple cam, so ignore that. That's this is being captured from my Mac. But normally the fret cam is there. This is a picking camera, and this is a fake headstock cam. So okay. this, this looks like this. So you can get something like the C922, or you can get the Brio. A lot of people are getting the Brios. That's what you're seeing me on. Um, if you had two Brios or a Brio and a C922, one for your chat. And then I need a sick ones. one for me. So I need a sick camera for me, and then I need just a webcam to speak to you, to oh, yes. the, whoever the guest is. Yes. Or, and if, then or if you're using they a laptop, need... if you're using a laptop and you plug the Brio into your laptop, that is for your stream, and you use your built-in webcam for the person who's talking to you. So this is where it gets difficult, though, because I have a rule on the, the downbeat that I will not do Skype quality phone calls. That's why I said to you I need that lovely sm7b audio stream so the only problem i run into with doing this is making sure the other person has enough gear you're gonna to run into send that. me you're gonna run so into all that. they need to have though is d because i mean i can rent it or even buy them a usb microphone i don't care like uh, they need that'll eat your budget and it'll slow you down you just need to be massive it's all massive and they're like, they'll oh, have, I don't they'll have, have They'll have microphone. something. They'll have something. And if it's a musician right now, luckily everyone's got they something. Yes. So yes. all they need then, all they need is a webcam, ideally quite a decent one, which hopefully they will have in this climate, uh, a decent microphone. And then they, they, they do the Zoom call with me. I use a display capture for their face. Mm-hmm then they make sure that their Zoom audio output is their microphone or their, it, what their 
thingy it could is. even be What's simpler it interface I mean, i've had a couple guests. i just want the quality high i hate a skype you know when you can hear the two guests have it's different audio un- unfortunately I inevitable i will stop you're, listening you're gonna run into it here and there no because you're gonna send me your raw file you're not mm-hmm. sending me zoom I've so it's gonna sound good guests. i'm trying to see uh some of my last vodcasts i think the one i did with ishan from emperor i think he might have been using his webcam off his ipad flex off his ipad nice flex and it still looked um, really good it still looked really good so no what i'm showing you is that you don't need because if, if you make it tricky for your but guests what microphone did tech, he use uh i'm looking at mine right now Built in. Built in. He used the built in one. Yes. See, I feel like when you, I know in video form that was probably fine. And I'm sure it is. But when you get that just on an audio podcast and one person has a crystal clear SM7 voice and the other person has Game Boy Advance voice, I feel like that's when you lose. You might viewers, but I would, I would probably lose listeners. That's my. I've got forty thousand monthly listeners, so, and I, I attribute that not only to my excellent banter and guests, but mainly towards the quality is always insanely high. And I worry if I go to webcam audio, I'm going to lose listeners. I might gain viewers, but I will lose listeners. I let let's do a little um, market research right here. Everybody in chat. Would you mind if Craig? Yeah, these are all your. These, these are the people that love you. These people That's love the proof you. back to yourself. They love you for your podcast. You have those monthly listeners because they love you because they could listen to anyone else. You have forty thousand. They're not gonna mind and they're gonna understand. So nope, it's all about the content. Not bothered. Maybe add a little disclaimer. I might take both. I don't mind at all. High quality is obviously best, but as long as it's decent enough, it's fine. Hell yeah, do it. Agreed 110%. Nah, I don't care. Audio quality over video quality is more important. Side note, there was an excellent joke that neither of us made that you were doing Isham from Emperor and he had the most black metal mic setup ever. (laughs) Of course, his was just built in audio. (laughs) When we did, uh, because he's producing, he's been producing my side project for about 10 years now, which is finally, finally almost done, by the way. (sighs) Is it black Um, metal? yeah, uh, it started. It started off the idea of being like second wave black metal, and I sent him the stuff. I, I managed to get a contact through him through Darren Toms from Candlelight, who I've known since I was eighteen. Same. Um, I sent him this original piece, and he was like, "Ishan, respond." He's like, "This sounds like '90s black metal. This is well done." I started getting into his solo stuff, Eremita, at the time, and I said, "All right." He just flipped the idea of black metal on his head for me, and it made me recognize that black metal came out to be the rebellion of of everyone doing the same thing. And then when these guys stuck to tradition and they're like, well, we need to be true and stick to this original thing and nice to sound like it used to, then all of a sudden they've kind of become complacent and the same as everything else. So what Ishan has always done with Emperor and, and his stuff is apply that idea of black metal, rebelling, making something entirely different. When Eremita had saxophone solos and jazz chords and clean singing and his new stuff, he's covering AHA. And that is more black metal to me than someone still wearing corpse paint and recording and making it sound true. So it totally switched. And um, it was originally called Mritzu. And it was became super tech and strange and interesting. And it's the theory, like theory and the idea of black metal. But now with his inspiration, I, I wanted to dig into like Norse culture. And he's like, well, why don't you dig into Japanese culture? He's like, that's authentically you. So this thing has since shifted, and it's now called Ibaraki. Everything is about Japanese gods, monsters, goddesses, <gasps> history, It everything. sounds so sick. It's really cool. I'm singing in Japanese on one of the songs. Uh, it's, it's really cool. Thematically, it's all Japanese now. So it's kind of like 
Japanese black metal, but it's different. It's not like, it doesn't sound like the true stuff. It's my idea of black metal. I've got so many questions because I love black metal. I love Japanese culture. I have, I'm currently, and I see, I see, and I've known, I think maybe even, I think I got my first Jap sleeve because, <laughs> um, but probably because of you. And I'm Damn. currently having, I've got like a back piece lined, big traditional Japanese dragon on my back. That's amazing. But, um, by Jim Grato, shout out Jim. Um, but what I was going to say is two things. One, did you get the Kristoff guy to do the logo? What's his name? Christopher? Christoph Spagel. Did he you did the Mritu logo. He did for Mritu. But then when I switched the name to Ibaraki, what I did then is, uh, if you've seen the cover of our fourth record, Shogun, the, the Japanese kanji of Shogun, uh, that was done by the wife of the best sushi restaurant that we have in Orlando. He's Japanese. He's a big metalhead. I've been friends with him since they opened Shin Sushi in Orlando. That's uh, where we do all our band meetings, all band guys. Whenever they're in town, I go meet up with them. I always take them there. Um, he is doing the English lettering for Ibaraki, and it's, it's already finished, and his wife is doing the kanji. So I'm actually having a Japanese script letter doing the Japanese Ibaraki Authentic. logo. He did, the, he did the English logo. But Spagel <laughs> did do the original Mirtu logo, and I think what I'm going to do is make Mirtu merch anyway and sell it because the band, that's ultimate black metal. It just didn't even he, happen. He did, um, yeah, exactly, yeah. He did uh, one downbeat shirt I got him to do, um, and it cost like $50. He was like, he does not it, charge it, enough. He does it not was insane. Enough. He was like, oh, $50 if you don't want any changes. I was like, okay. And he was like, well, what do you want it to look like? I was like, I want it to look like you're just looking at a tree in winter. I don't want to be able to read it. And then he sent me, I was like, yeah, that's perfect. Absolutely. You he can't read He needs to be anything. charging 20 fold of what he's charging. He really yeah, needs it's to be. Insane. Yeah. So my second question is, because you're obviously uh, a big Emperor fan, are there, and I hope your answer is yes, if it's no, it's fine, but if it's yes, I'll be very happy, are there, like, symphonic elements to it? <sighs> so I'm going to love it. He's, he's composing I'm it love to it. it, actually, with this record, because I, it's still the DI tracks from 10 years ago. The first song, which uh, is, the working title is number one. Uh, the song one is the demo or is the, the direct input that I recorded 10 years ago. So this thing has been chronologically recorded and it's still the DI tracks from 10 years ago sound better than me re-recording it. So when people listen to this, there's going to be material. It'll be 11 years old, 11 years worth of material when this thing comes out. And actually there was one day when for song four and five, one day Ishan hits me up. He's like, I have these old emperor riffs I never used. Do you want them? I was like, Yes, yes, I do. So there's actually two songs that he co-wrote that are that were old on Use Emperor. Ah, what's happening? That, that timed up perfectly. <laughs> You're getting what was a that? Ball. That was uh, uh, that was yeah. Okay, that stopped. Um, <laughs> that actually, so, hang it timed on. up perfectly so, when that happened. <laughs> so you <laughs> with your reaction. <laughs> Sorry, that's fine. Um, that's pretty good. So you've got some actual Emperor riffs on there. Uh, they were like unused riffs. I'm not sure if they're for Emperor Ishan, but they were they were older riffs. Um, it counts. He's doing he's counts. doing this. Some, he's done all the string writing, um, all the electronic writing. There's a bunch of Easter eggs that we won't reveal what they are until later on. Uh, he's doing some vocals on there as well. Alex is playing drums on it. Paulo does a bass solo. Corey does a guitar solo. Ishan does a guitar solo. Uh, hopefully, Jorgen from uh, Shining will be doing a sax solo as well. 
Have you got like a release schedule? Um, I mean, you definitely have. It's probably like five years in the future, but you've got it meticulously planned out. Surprisingly not, because this one we've been working on for so damn long. But it was it was actually quarantine when Ishan and I both hit each other up. We're like, I think we should do this thing now. So he found this amazing program that's kind of like what we're doing, except he's able to run the recording software on my Mac. So he live tracked me and was producing me from here in Natoden. So our original plan was that I record it there because he took me around Natoden in his hometown. And um, we actually watched Blue Velvet at his house, which was, which was pretty cool. That's and, an insane, like, just thing to do. Yeah, I'm just yeah, watching he made, David he made, Lynch. He made, he made steaks that night, too. So we had steaks that he made. We watched Blue Velvet after we saw, like, the stave churches of Natoden. And uh, so we what did all this day. stuff in my house. Yeah, it was awesing. He's, 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 it's amazing because he went from being like a musical hero to a mentor to one of my closest friends in the world. So I'm, I'm very fortunate to have that. Um, he's, he's cleaning up the drum tracks right now that Alex just finished. Uh, we're going to get originally with the original plan of Mritu was to have a legendary black metal guest on every single song. I've since shifted that. There's only going to be, I mean, Paulo, Corey, Alex, they're on it. But for for music people, there's going to be three guests that I'm not going to announce until this thing is out. Obviously, Ishan's one, so there's two more. Did you intend to do that and then too many of them got cancelled? That's the problem I run into with black metal all the time. I'm like, oh, this band's sick. Quick Google. Oh, Oh, no. Yep, yep. There there were were a couple (laughs) bands that that I loved and didn't really... Because, like... I don't really go super like I, I love music and I don't always dig really far into what the backgrounds of each person are. But there were a couple newer black metal bands that I was really into and I looked into them and I was like, this is horrific. Yeah. Like, we don't have to name names, but I probably yep. liked the same bands. Merch, merch in the trash can. Delete oh, them yeah. off of everything like that stuff is not OK. And it's just like, yeah, it's just overplayed as well. Even from from it's. On yeah, one like point, obviously, it's disgusting. It's the, it's the the lowest of the low, but also it's just like cliche and overplayed with black. Yeah, metal it's now. like Satanism like, and paganism, cool. But when you start getting this other stuff, it's like, all right, I'm done with you. Like that's 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 the hard. It line does right taint. There. It taints the whole genre, and I like sometimes I'm nervous to tell people like, oh, I listen. Yeah, to Yeah, that, that's like, why. That's what's gonna be great about Ibaraki. It's gonna like the meanings that are tucked within the songs of these vast Japanese landscapes and soundscapes and stories it is against the messaging of a genre that i grew up loving so it's gonna be the kind of black metal band that people like you and me can go all right this stuff is safe because it's guaranteed stuff in the lyrics yes and it is against that crap it is against that garbage that's in there that's another reason why i like the like the you might not like it because i know you like legit black metal but like i like the shoegazy stuff Death oh, it's Heaven, really, it's cool. like yeah, it's great stuff. Wolves in the Throne Room, I love it, and you can pretty much guarantee with most of it, no racism. Yeah, don't quote me on it, but yep. I remember there was just one day I decided to start digging, and I was like, "Damn it, them two, them two, oh no!" And it's... yeah, there's a lot, and I'm sure. But luckily, be with even more Ibaraki, you're safe. You're safe. How am I spelling that? I B A R A K I. And what's fun about that, Ibaraki? This this demon right here, the she demon right here. The story of this this is originally from a 1700s piece by Yoshitoshi. It's Watanabe Notsuna, the samurai battling the demon Ibaraki. Oh shoot, you're right here. Sorry, that's fine. This, Ibaraki this is your battling Watanabe Notsuna at the gate of Rashomon. If you look it up, it's it's a, my tattoo artist rendition of an original piece. Ibaraki, the story of Ibaraki. It was terrorizing the town of Rashomon. 
only one samurai stood up to Ibaraki, chopped off the demon's arm, demon fled. Years later, Watanabe Notsuno's aunt shows up at his house and says, I want to see that demon arm. Shows the demon arm. She takes it, turns back into Ibaraki and disappears forever. And no one ever sees Ibaraki again in the history of Japanese stories. So what we did with Trivium, we said, we want an Eddie. Let's make that Ibaraki. So Ibaraki became our Eddie. That's what our skull thing is on everything. And when Ishan mentioned the Japanese stuff and I started, Ashley, my wife and I, we binged Vikings hard and Last Kingdom hard very quickly. And I kept saying like, man, I wish I could do Viking stuff. I love the story of Thor and Jormungandr. Uh, Jormungandr is this this beast right here this is the the world serpent yeah when the end of the world comes ragnarok uh thor fights jormungandr jormungandr kills thor and it's the end of the viking world so i said man i wish i could write about this stuff i said that to ishan as well and that's when he brought up the japanese stuff and then i remembered the story on my back susano battling yamato no orochi in the sea yamato no orochi was an eight-headed dragon serpent of the sea Susanoo is the Japanese storm god. He came down from the heavens after he was banished for basically being a jerk to his sister. Banished down there. Heard about this girl that was about to be consumed by this dragon. And the farmers, the, the, the father of the girl said, if you save my daughter, you can have her. So that was always this, the, the, the kind of give and take of Greek mythology and Roman mythology, Viking mythology. And he saves saves the prince's life, cuts the demon's stomach, the dragon's stomach open. And within it is a sword called the Tsuru, uh, Kusanagi no Tsurugi. It's one of the three imperial regalia of Japan. And it's a sword that is actually a real thing. Like they say it exists in Japan, but no, no mortal has ever seen it other than the king. And found a pendant of that in Japan that my mom helped me acquire. So that took four months to get here. So I have gotten everything for this band. I've even gotten like, there's this cool, this cool, Polish clothing designer who lives in Berlin, who I found his clothing is heavily inspired by military garb and Japanese garb and like, like Iceland and Greenland. And he helped make the clothing for the photo shoots for this thing as well. So I have left no stone unturned for Ibaraki. Wow, man, that's so sick. It's fun. The storm God is actually on. So that's my back piece. And I've always known about that story, but I didn't realize that that was the religion that my mom still practices Shintoism, which is the biggest religion of Japan. So all of that stuff is all interweaved in Ibaraki. So it's gonna be this fun. If people just want to listen to heavy music, it's there, but if they want to dig, there's so many layers. That's so awesome. I literally cannot wait to hear that. It sounds (laughs) right up my street. And even, even when you're like, so I missed Stray's last tour in Japan. Um, which sucked. I, mean, I had to get a fill in and stuff. So I had like, usually we'll go once a year just to get the Japan fix, and we'll go five days early, and we'll go do cool shit. Right, that's Best, what we did. Fav- favorite country in the world. I'm sure mm-hmm. you agree. But like last year, I missed it. So then this year, I was like, I'm gonna go recreationally. I'm just gonna go. I decided in January. I was like, I'm gonna go to Japan. I'll take my girlfriend. We'll go to Japan. She's never been. It'll be awesome. Then all this stuff happened, and just you there when you like dip into just when you're pronounce pronouncing like a Japanese word and you just go like traditional Japanese pronunciation. I just get like almost like AS, AM, ASMR. Like, ASMR. Yep. Oh. Japan. Oh, I want to go. Oh, I want to go so favorite. much. It's it's my favorite place in the world. That was our that was the last tour that we had scheduled that got canceled too. Oh, it's such a such a horrible one to have canceled. Like even like obviously Tokyo's sick and everything, but then obviously like Osaka, the Samurai Castle, mm-hmm. like maybe the best day of my life. Just so sick. 
That's awesome. That's, that's what I love too. Cause I kept saying to myself, like, man, I wish I was part Norwegian so I can go into this fun Viking stuff. But then no, I realized you have everyone cool loves shit. the Japanese. Yeah. They like, they love the Japanese stuff just as much. And I've always been super like, I'm always so happy to see people embracing my culture as well. Like I love that you've got traditional Japanese tattoos and then that you love Japan. And I always love to see that. And uh, it's just such a great thing. And I, I hope that I can bring more people into that because I think the mythologies, that's not even mythology. That's actually still the religion. Um, the stories are so incredible, like the story of the storm god fighting Yamata or um, this the story behind a Japanese dragon of a carp jumping over this waterfall, turning into a dragon. And it's actually a Trivium song, Becoming the Dragon. Um, it's just really great stuff. And I was struggling with lyrics like of the how many songs on the record? There's like eight or nine songs. I could hardly come up with lyrics. Um, even 10 years later, then finally when Ishan mentioned that, I wrote all of them. Like I was sitting outside like while it was raining underneath it. Like we had these two like, you know, like the summer festival tents that all of our bands always use set up in the parking yep. lot. I brought them over here because my kids, we've got a sandbox out there and want to be able to hang out without the sun blasting them. So we set that stuff up there. I was just sitting there with my notebook, just writing these stories. Like I'd watch Vikings and last kingdom and then think about Japanese stuff and read about Shintoism and write all those things during the day. Unreal. <laughs> well, what, all right. Let me ask you this about your back piece. Does it go onto your ass? Yes, and it's supposed how, to be traditional. How Japanese. much does it hurt? Because I've only got that lined, and Dude. it was absolute hell. It's horrible. Like I thought it would be all right because it's like fat and muscle. It it's is worst. probably one of the worst things to get tattooed, especially because Japanese. Like visually, you don't want to see your skin butt crack thong line. Yeah. So they got to get in a little bit and to get right in there. Tailbone. Um, plus, I've got a slight herniation L four L five of my lower back. Them tattooing over that. So I'm yeah. I'm going back on Sunday because I have it like guidelined because obviously you know big Japanese mm -hmm. pieces have to have to all flow so I've got it all guidelined so what we're doing is we're just going to work our way down and we'll just finish. You just got to do it, man. Thirty hours later, I'll be finishing on the bum. That sounds bad. Um, so bad. <laughs> I'll be finishing on the ass and uh, inner upper thighs is bad too. Inner upper thighs. That's see rough. I got. Lucky, I mean, not lucky because I would much prefer the whole back piece was like a traditional, like, just ass and upper thighs, but I already have tattoos there, so we couldn't do that, so we just did back, back and butt. But, yeah, I'm, I'm going on going on Sunday, and I, I, I want to say I can't wait, but I obviously can wait because of the pain. Yeah, but. getting tattoos is not fun, man. It's not fun. And Especially the older you get. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious what you do for it too. Because like for beginning, I would listen to music. I would try to watch movies. I would try to read books. And now I just do nothing. Now I just like lay there. And if conversation comes up, it comes up. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I, I just lay there and in every state. aspect of life, I probably talk too much. So I I try and talk it out. I thought That's about because I I've been doing the Wim Hof breathing thing lately, and I thought like this could actually work pretty well for tattooing, but. I didn't remember to do that. I also, I will hold my hands up and say, I'm going to take a few painkillers. <laughs> I'm going to take a few painkillers these that, days. Yeah, any, anything that can help helps. Um, yeah, I just bring a lot of like protein bars and ton of water and I just try to eat those during and not really take breaks. Ugh, getting tattoos not fun. I got a lot I just, more to go to. The, yeah, the other thing that I've started doing, I don't know if it's you get older and it hurts more or you just run out of spaces that don't hurt. But other than Jim, who is doing my back, who he like specializes in Japanese stuff, um, 
I deliberately go to this guy, Will, who's actually been on my podcast a couple of times. He's the most outrageous person you'll ever meet. Like, vulgar. But, you know, like, he's he's fine. He's not, like, he's not getting cancelled, but he's, like, a, just a vulgar human being. Very fun guest to have on the podcast. But he's, I would say, maybe, I mean, definitely the fastest tattoo I've ever seen in my life. But maybe one of the fastest in the world. One hour... One what? hour, one hour, 10 minutes Looks and so four, 40 minutes the eagle what? on my neck. Yeah, man, Holy he just, shit. he just rams it in and That's it hurts amazing. a lot, but he's just like, man, it's like he's just drawing, like he's got a Crayola and he's just going, nah, 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 nah. but That's amazing. I've never been like blessed with anyone except him. That's that fast. Everyone else is, first- takes their time. This guy was so heavy-handed, my arms swelled up like probably half an inch all around. But the Khalil, Khalil is super delicate and amazing and quick. Uh, Khalil's in San Francisco Tattoo City, and I just started getting tattooed by a guy named David Brule in Tampa um, to show the, the quality of Florida David tattooers. Brule, like Steve David, Brule. Uh, like Dr. Steve yes. Brule. This, is that a real <laughs> second? Because that, that obviously being from England, I didn't know that was a real second name. Yeah, I think he, I'd have to. I mean, you don't have, I'm yeah. not putting you on the spot here. I just thought yeah, that yeah, was I mean, a made-up Tim and Eric. No, name. no, it's real. That, that's a real name. I love Tim. I've just, so I've much, just, yeah, I've just insulted a man. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I love Tim and Eric so much. But to show the quality of Florida tattoo, till I discovered David Brule, my wife and I live in Orlando, and we would fly the six or seven hours over to San Francisco just to get tattooed because there was nothing here that was that was worth going to. But David Brule is world class, absolutely incredible. David Brule and Khalil Rinty, and the guy that did this is Brian Bruno. Um, Yep. Nice. Yeah. I, I can got, get tattooed. It's, you got plans for any more? What about a nice clean neck? I see that nice yeah, clean neck. Yeah, I know. Well, what I'm going to do is just traditional Japanese spots, everything from here to here to my ankle line first, and then I'll go from there. Whenever I see really Oh, you're going to go bodysuit. Oh, yeah. Whenever I see hand, like awesome hand and neck like you've got, it always makes me want it. Always. Um, I don't know if you know Paul Ryan, um, booking agent yeah. from the UK. He's like one of my best friends in the world. Like every time I see his hand and neck tattoos, I'm like, man, I want those. Because he's got I, cool Japanese things on his hands. I did it. Do you know, obviously, are you guys 5B management? Yeah. Yep. So, yep. do you know, you know Adam Foster? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, Adam Foster's ja- Japanese hand tattoos as well. I think, that honestly, those were the ones where I was like, because we're very good friends from back in the day. I was like, I just need to get my hands tattooed. And I felt like my mum was like just don't do it just don't do it and then i waited and in my head i was very conscious very cautious of like i might need like a boring job one day and then it got to like my 30th birthday and i was like i'm not doing anything else there's no way like i was gonna do it and then i got my hands and my neck done within like probably six months it was all done it was like yeah, yeah let's amazing. go yours look great and every time i see that i always want it like i was talking to pat from fit for autopsy he was like dude when i love see pat. yours it makes me i was like i want i want that yeah i love pat is one of the greatest people in the world um i was like pat i, I need them after seniors like he's like nah don't do it he's like don't do it he's like just just do your other plan he's like don't he's always telling me not to do it he's like yeah, i don't do it but yeah well that's what tattoo artists say <laughs> though because yeah. that that's what yeah. he's like pat's pat's a big bmw guy i'm quite a big bmw guy as well so he's had like we've, a brief we've one as well we've respect we've uh we had a brief like 
He's been on the podcast, but only by proxy, because I was doing an episode with Tom from Stray, and we were at Graphic Nature, where Will Putney records, and Will. Pat was there, and Pat Pat just walked into the room while we're doing a podcast, sits down and starts talking. I was like, okay, Pat, you're in the podcast for the rest of the I episode. I love all of those guys so much. Like, I'd say Fit are probably our closest band friends in the world. Like, they are so, so tight. Hosian is just insane. They are one of the truly best bands on the planet. I, I say it every single time. Um, we had more tours lined up with them this year, but it got shifted to the following. So hopefully that one happens. And then uh, maybe I wasn't supposed to announce that, but it is announced now. So hey. we'll be touring with them again. <laughs> I love me. Them. And uh, but wait, that would be that would be on something now. I want to tour with you guys really bad, too. How, could Last we do year, that? All, Would people? I, I mean, we oh, do yeah. it, but. Oh yeah, yeah. Our, our, what's awesome is like our fans. Anything, same thing. We we're talking about authenticity about the chat. Anything that like we genuinely love, they love. Like uh, Pat, I'm sure he was just being overly complimentary and nice and, and and humble. But he was like, "Dude, all these Trivium fans are here at our European shows because you guys were talking about." So we haven't toured in Europe together. And I was like, "No, Pat, it's because they love you guys. They just happen like us too." But they always say that Trivium fans have been super embracing of fit and. I love I've 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 dug your guys' band for a long time, so I think us touring together would be pretty incredible too. It would be unreal. Good. Even just to leave the house would be good for me, but also yeah. to tour with you would be absolutely. But in the sick. meantime, in the meantime, if you want to pass ideas back and forth or like brainstorm some stuff like what you think for your channel. What I told Jared um when he was talking about Twitch and he was deciding what to do, I was like, Jared because he's known for his YouTube videos, the final product. Yeah. So what you should be doing is streaming the entire process of you making your videos, and then they go up on YouTube after. And I feel the same for your podcast. I think that would go really well. So you preparing it, you talking, all the stuff in between. Um, and it's actually, so unprofessional. You, Everything I do is unprofessional. No, <laughs> but so that's, everyone will just be like, No, wait. man. No, that's, that's the vibe, though. People, 40,000 monthly listeners is insane. And if you can start to port them over, like, hey, do you want to watch me make these things? That's going to be the key for you. You bringing them into there and then maybe having the chat ask a couple questions as well and to, to keep interacting with them because they're, they're there. It's a living organism. They're all they're there. They're, they're there the whole time. Um, but I think those would be some ideas, at least if I were to mention some ideas to you. Um, so if my just to really briefly go back on that so I can actually take away from this what I need to do to change. Uh, I currently have a MacBook Pro, which I'm recording into now, and that works fine for me for recording. So realistically, I keep that for my audio. Um, I just need a one more camera and a PC because my MacBook Pro cannot handle Streamlabs. I have to use um, the one that comes with Elgato because... It's okay. just so what good. you will do at that point is you're going to need one more audio interface, Aperture Duet, Focusrite, something so one can feed to the other. You're going to run your MacBook Pro for all audio. Oh, yeah, if it's just one microphone, if it's one microphone, you may as well do it in the PC. Um, but you can run all your drums and your vocals into the, into the Mac onto its own audio digital audio converter that goes digital audio converter of the PC into your PC. Yeah. I have a whole YouTube video of it. I have all actually, that stuff except the PC. That's the only thing okay. I don't have. Luckily, PCs are way cheaper than Mac because like all of us band guys all grew up on Mac. And then when I walked into streaming world, everyone was like, no one uses Mac. Will like, a laptop kind of do shocking. it though? Because my drums are not here. That's my only other problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if Alex I just get a mad on, on gaming a laptop. laptop. Yeah, 
Yeah, because you just, well, you need to capture the audio. So whatever it's being captured on, I need to connect you and our drummer, Alex, because he's got his, his system really set up. Um, but if you want after this too, if you want the HD file from my end and you just want to put this up on your YouTube too, so you have the video as well, you could, so you could, well, I guess it's backwards though. You should be the bigger cam. I should be the smaller cam, but, so no, but hang on. this is going this on your Twitch is. anyway. Uh, but Twitch is live. So because this is your podcast, I wouldn't put this on my, I won't put this on my YouTube because you've got like, this is your thing. So I'm going to send you the files and this goes up on your stuff. Wait. So when you send me your audio, I could mix it with mine and then put it over this video. You could even just use this entire video and it'll all be set. Yeah. But then you haven't, you got crappy AirPod quality. Although it's the video. No, I'll do two separate versions. I'll oh, do. I see. So you're you're feeding your voice into that microphone right there, that which not does hearing. not go to you, yeah. Okay. But on yeah, YouTube, you, I don't. I feel like people won't care because they're watching. Your audio quality sounds fine to me, and I'm wearing studio reference headphones. So that's that's the proof that I know you're holding extremely high, like quality levels for yourself. But some of the guests you're going to have are going to have to be off their phone, and some of them are going to have their kids screaming in the background. Like I can hear mine, which I might have to go in a second to get them down for nap. I so. was just going to say this has been incredible, and you've answered everything. So rather than us sort of try and string it out, let's wind it up. It's been awesome. eye-opening, and I can't wait to hear your solo project. So good, to and chat it's been a me. nice hangout. Anytime, anytime. If you're ever like, dude, what do I do about this? Or like, if technical stuff or bouncing ideas, I'm I'm seriously always around to help. What a legend. I'm going to text you after this. Thank you so much. Everyone on Matt's channel, thanks for having me. Oh, and, shout uh, out your Twitch, please. Let's, let's, get some more, let's get some more followers it's in there. Twitch.tv slash Renlord. R-E-Y-N-L-O-R-D. If you're wondering why that name exists, it's because I needed a username for my Instagram, and I thought, what could I do with my name to make it sound blackmail? So I put Lord on the end of it. There we go. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, um, everyone's following right now. So yeah, that, we look forward to seeing you on there. And any, any question you ever have ever, just hit me up. Thank you so much, man. Take care. Enjoy the rest of your day. Yeah, man. Thank you so much. Um, and if you want this audio, this video file, just let me know. I want let the video and the audio, if that's okay. Okay. Yep. Yep. I will ask my mods. Help me mods. Yay. Thanks, mate. Awesome, man. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye, mate.